Hello everyone. Today we are going to learn about the concept of the fundamental unit of life. The invention of magnifying lenses led to the discovery of the microscopic world. It is now known that a single cell may constitute a whole organism as in amoeba, clamidomonas, paramecium and bacteria. These organisms are called unicellular organisms. On the other hand, many cells group together in a single body and assume different functions in it to form various body parts in multicellular organisms such as some fungi, plants and animals. Every multicellular organism has come from a single cell. How? Cells divide to produce cells of their own kind. All cells thus come from pre-existing cells. Some organisms can also have cells of different kinds. The shape and size of cells are related to the specific function they perform. Some cells like amoeba have changing shapes. In some cases, the cell shape could be more or less fixed and peculiar for a particular type of cell. For example, nerve cells have a typical shape. Each living cell has a capacity to perform certain basic functions that are characteristics of all living forms. How does a living cell perform these basic functions? We know that there is a division of labor in multicellular organisms such as human beings. This means that different parts of the human body perform different functions. The human body has a heart to pump blood, a stomach to digest food and so on. Similarly, division of labor is also seen within a single cell. In fact, each cell has got cert certain specific components within it known as cell organelles. Each kind of cell organelle performs a special function such as making new material in the cell, clearing up the waste material from the cell and so on. A cell is able to live and perform all its functions because of these organelles. These organelles together constitute the basic unit called the cell. It is interesting that all cells are found to have the same organelles, no matter what their function is or what organisms they are found in. If we study a cell under a microscope, we would come across three features in almost every cell, that is plasma membrane, nucleus and cytoplasm. All activities inside the cell and interactions of the cell with its environment are possible due to these features. Let us see how. Plasma membrane or the cell membrane is the outermost covering of the cell that separates the contents of the cell from its external environment. The plasma membrane allows or permit the entry and exist of some materials in and out of the cell. 
It also prevents movement of some other materials. The cell membrane therefore is called a selectively permeable membrane. Some substances like carbon dioxide or oxygen can move across the cell membrane by a process called diffusion. There is spontaneous movement of a substance from a region of high concentration to a region where its concentration is low. Something similar to this happens in cells when, for example, some substances like carbon dioxide accumulates in high concentrations inside the cell. In the cell's external environment, the concentration of CO2 is low as compared to that inside the cell. As soon as there is a difference of concentrations of CO2 inside and outside a cell, CO2 moves out of the cell from a region of high concentration to a region of low concentration outside the cell by the process of diffusion. Similarly, oxygen enters the cell by the process of diffusion when the level or concentration of oxygen inside the cell decreases. Thus, diffusion plays an important role in gaseous exchange between the cells as well as the cells and its external environment. Water also obeys the law of diffusion. The movement of water molecules through such a selectively permeable membrane is called osmosis. The movement of water across the plasma membrane is also affected by the amount of substance dissolved in water. Thus, osmosis is the passage of water from a region of high water concentration through a selectively permeable membrane to a region of low water concentration till equilibrium is reached. What will happen if we put an animal cell or a plant cell into a solution of sugar or salt in water? This question is for you as a home assignment. Now, let's stop here. We will meet soon in the next episode.